Welcome to Behind the Chalk, a podcast that brings you tools, strategies, and insights from educators everywhere. I am your host, Lindsay Simpson, and I am so excited to take you behind the scenes and share with you conversations with educators from every level, discussing our passions, insights, research, and experiences across the profession. Thank you for joining as we prepare to meet Mr. Stephen All, a a French teacher from New York, to hear how he used social media as a tool to engage and communicate with his students. I would love to hear from you and hear how you have used social media to engage your students. So please head on over to Twitter and share with us as you listen at ChalkEDU. I would love to hear what you have to say. So it is such a pleasure to have you on the podcast, Steve. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? Oh, it's a it's a journey every day here in this household. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> uh, no, but I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I like to start out my episodes with the same question uh, because I'm fascinated on why and how individuals get the call to enter the field of educating others. So before we dive into how you have leveraged social media in the classroom, could you quickly share for our listeners, what were you like as a student and what brought you to the world of education? Oh my gosh, I was the worst student. (laughs) (laughs) Although I feel like that's so true for so many teachers, right? Like just like so many doctors are the worst patients. Like, um, I mean, like I did all right, like grades wise, but I would never stop talking ever. And like, I always felt like it was like optional to like pay attention. And I'm sure people really appreciated me in school. So I, I, um, it was great. It was great. Um, but no, really, I, I decided I wanted to be a teacher because I originally went to Penn State as a theater major. I was like, going to make it. I like a huge Broadway actor, like so sure, right? And then I was kind of over that for a little bit. Like people were a little too into themselves. And I um, started subbing at my local high school, like when I was on break. And I realized that basically I had a captive audience for 40 minutes. <laughs> and, and I mean, it was great, you know, and then to add on. Every actor's dream. Right. I mean, they an can't. audience that is not allowed to leave and like unionized work that like doesn't change every six months. It's really great. Um, but and then just realizing, like seeing the light bulb go off and and all of that stuff. It I mean, it really it created it made me drop the theater major, pick up a French and a history major. And, and it's been history ever since. So why French? Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, of course I had like a passion in high school, like French was my favorite class, you know, and second by history. So I was like, okay, I'll just do them both. And, um, but you know, people tell me like, you know, they always say that's such a weird combo, like French and history, but like, honestly, I think it's the exact same thing because what I really love is showing the students just a different perspective, like a different way of life. So whether we're talking about, you know, what's going on in France or in Africa or in Quebec, you know, and exploring their thoughts and their culture through the language, um, or we're talking about, you know, ancient Mesopotamia and Egypt in like a history class, I mean, it's still just showing kids 
a different way of thinking and a different way of, of living that they wouldn't have known otherwise. And I think that that really gets me is inspiring that. Yes. And that different way of thinking is what I'm all about. So I definitely can, can jump on that bandwagon. And the only thing that I know of like French history wise, um, is Les Mis. Which is an excellent reference. <laughs> yeah, but it's my only one. So <laughs> I think I could learn a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the answers from trivia would come from Les Mis if the category was was from French history. Although, you know, is the funniest part? Like, I really detest, like, the French history part of my history course. It's, like, loved French and, like, the language and, like, doing all that stuff, but they were, like, okay, the French Revolution, and I, like, checked out. I was, like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> mm-mm, so, mm-mm. Go figure, right? Too funny. So, I follow you on Instagram, and you have Thank such you. a fun and creative way of reaching your class, and for all my listeners out there, if you have not guessed, Uh, I do not speak French. I took Spanish in high school and barely remember any of it. Um, That's okay. My biggest biggest memory is um, our Spanish teacher actually, um, as random as it is, throwing a banana at me because I was not paying attention at all. And that was her way of getting my attention. I mean, it worked. I don't know what she said, but I remember getting a banana in front of me. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, foreign languages is is totally out of my realm. So most of the time, I have to hit the translate option on Instagram, so I understand what it is you're sharing. Right. But that's something, right? Right. I mean, that is such a it's an opportunity to learn, you know, because I I mean I am the only French teacher in my district, so I have everybody from like seventh graders to junior seniors, you know, so people who have just started and then people have been with me five or six years. So I really can't put out stuff that everybody's gonna understand 100% of the time. And I really just decided that if they hit the translate button and then they hit the untranslate button, I mean, for a seventh grader, that's like a lot, right? That's a lot asking them to click twice. And that's, that's a big that step. That, yeah, like that's a big deal. <laughs> Well, and, you know, considering that I don't even understand what it is that you're saying and I'm still drawn into it, I think that seventh grader and I are in the same mindset. <laughs> like, yep, I'll hit that button and to I figure out what that. it is you're doing. <laughs> you know, and that's that was one thing that I really, you know, wanted to do with reaching out with the social media is because I feel like every other class they get more than their 43 minutes. You know, you go to the grocery store and you're hearing math, you know, when they're trying to figure out how much money they can spend. They turn on the news, they're getting like, you know, politics and history, you know, reading a book, whatever. My class is like, once they leave the door, it's done for them, you know, for the occasional like, oh, it's French on the back of a shampoo bottle, like, yeah. But so I wanted to give them the opportunity to kind of touch in and tap into the French world, you know, even though I'm, I'm not French myself, um, to kind of touch into that um, on their time off. So I love it. And so, you know, you had already shared, you know, you, you teach seventh through 12th grade being the only French teacher in your building. Now, is I, you teach where I went to high school. So is there still a Spanish option or is it just French? Yep. Yeah, so there is um, still a Spanish option. 
Um, so there's three Spanish teachers um, doing a wonderful job. And then there's like little old me who is just trying to survive. But no, no, um, I've actually been very blessed. You know, I mean, you know, it's kind of a small school. And so the fact that I can pull in like 25 kids, you know, each grade level, it's like. That's you know, pretty good. Awesome. That is pretty awesome. So, you know, what social media platforms do you use? Is it just Instagram? Uh, where, where have you landed with your students and why did you choose those platforms? Yeah, um, so it actually all started my first year. Um, you know, I was at like the professional development that, you know, on one of those days where all the kids are gone. And one of the speakers was just saying, you know, we only have kids in our classroom for three minutes. So you have to do whatever you can to get their attention, to make them make connections outside of, of your school. And so she had brought up, there was a big list of all the things. And one of them was connecting through social media in like a professional manner, obviously. And so I was like, okay, like what else do I have to do? And so, um, you know, and, and so I started thinking about it. And by, even by then, I mean, I started in the fall of 2016. And even then, like, while I used Facebook, like nobody else, like Facebook groups were kind of a thing of the past, you know, for these kids in high school. Um, Twitter, while I like super recommend it, like that's a great way to get it out there. Um, I just, I was never drawn to it because I don't want to read a bunch of like really short ideas, like either t explain something to me or well, let's move on. But <laughs> Instagram, um, it made me, I mean, I was drawn to it just because I could take a picture of anything and post a caption in French and there would be some photo to, to word, you know, linguistic connection. Um, and so that's the one I chose. That's one. So I'm, I'm just on Instagram with the kids. Um, but yeah, so. That's, that's great. You know, at my district, we use social media, but it's, it's always interesting to figure out where the kids are. So when we, when I started there, we have a very active like district Facebook page, but it's really just for the parents. Yep. And when I talk we're to we're all kids, still on there. We're like, we will not let it go. We remember MySpace going away and we're like, never again. Never. I can't lose another one. Um, <laughs> but that's how it is. Like Facebook, um, all the parents were the, the people on MySpace. And then we took over Facebook. And we won't let it go. And all the kids were like, yeah, Mrs. Simpson, that that's for like old people. Like we're not getting on there. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Well, so where are you? Like, that's what I always have yeah. to ask. So where are you? <laughs> and yeah, Instagram um, seems to be the big one. And now it's TikTok. And if I could figure out how to communicate, like how to use a laser engraver via TikTok, I think I would have it made. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, that is, that is the truth. My one reason for, you know, I'm hesitant of TikTok because I have, you know, I kind of, I try to watch what, you know, my big thing is intentions, you know, what's the intention of something like, and that's the reason I never went to Snapchat, you know, because for me, the intention of Snapchat was like, show something and make it disappear really fast. Right. And that yes. was just never the vibe I really wanted to go with. <laughs> so so yeah, here's your 15 that. seconds of French and then it will disappear. Yeah. Right. And it's like, nobody knew, um, but <laughs> TikTok, you know, I'm noticing it's all about really fast trends. 
right? Like the kids want to be like the on to the next thing. They want to get the next coolest thing. And so if, you know, I mean, and, and teachers who have been on TikTok, I've seen it. I mean, they're amazing. But that is something that you put a lot of time into because whatever you're doing is only relevant for two weeks. Then you better be changing it up or nobody's watching anymore. <laughs> yes. So I think Instagram was a very smart place to land, especially if that's where our students are, um, to make them to stop, think, you know, read what you're, you've written, that short little blurb, hit that translate button, and then engage with it. So does your student or is your does your district rather as a whole share to the social media platforms as well? Or is this something that you're just doing um, as that solo French teacher act? Um, so the district, I mean, it does have its own Instagram account. And so we haven't quite gotten to a space where we'll connect to each other. So like, while I chose to follow the the school's Instagram, they don't follow me back. I'm still waiting, but it's fine. Um, (laughs) I'm not bitter at all. But um, so we haven't gotten to a lot of intercommunication yet. Um, But but yeah, so the school does have that um, and they put things out occasionally. Um, But yeah, I'm just kind of a lone wolf out there. (laughs) Well, I think you're doing a good job because you're attracting people who don't even go there and are probably out of the age bracket you're targeting. So. (laughs) Yeah. And like, and, and now with stories, because I mean, when it started, it's like Instagram was really just like your feed. Right. And now with the development of stories, I mean, I know that's that's old news by now, but like I can put so much more like travel stuff on there, you know, Mm -hmm. because not only do I want them to appreciate the language, but I also want them just to step out of the comfort zone, you know? So with the stories, they can see like, okay, like, you know, Mr. All, he's from, you know, around here too. You know, he's not making Boku bucks around here, but he's still managing to get to Europe. He's still managing to go to Canada. He's still managing to go to New York City. So I think I'm hoping also it it helps him with the travel bug too, you know, just getting out a little bit. And that's why I love, I love the stories because then I don't have, they don't have to be there forever. Just a day, you get a kind of like a new chapter every time. So yeah, Instagram, I like it. I, I think that's smart. And even those stories are something that's been around for a little while. You're seeing other social media platforms just now starting to pick it up, which kind of makes me giggle a little bit. Like Twitter just added stories um, in the last like couple months. So yeah, yeah you know, it, it has been for here for a while, but I think for our students, those temporary stories are what, what does draw them in because they want to see it before it goes away. Yeah, uh, you know, they don't want to miss it. So in that sense, uh, it is kind of bringing in that Snapchat vibe, but in a, a little bit uh, safer, better environment. True, true. <laughs> yeah. So have you seen a shift in engagement uh, with integrating social media into your practice? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it is really funny because the kids well, they'll go either one of two ways. Like they either seem engaged or they get like way too into it. You know, I mean, there are a lot of people in the middle too, but I mean, for example, I'm also the um, SAC advisor, you know, so uh, my co-advisor and I, we. And what is, what is SAC? um, Oh, that's student activities council. So anything um, that's that deals with the whole high school. So we plan like um, winter weekend or homecoming 
or any volleyball competitions that like, you know, all the classes would go to. Um, that's kind of our domain. Um, and so we were trying to, uh, we're trying to get support for next year. So forget kids to come out and, and uh, want to be elected to be in it. And so we're putting these videos out there, you know, trying to do like little one minute commercials, something funny, something original to catch the kids' eyes. And either the kids were like liking it. And so I'd ask them like, oh, what do you think about today's? And they'd be like, Mr. Oh, we just gave you the like. Like, it's <laughs> like, that's, isn't that all you wanted? They're like, we gave you the heart and we moved on. Or there's kids who are like trying to like recreate it now, <laughs> just, you know, kind of as, as a joke, you know, an inside joke of like, oh my God, we can do it too. So it definitely, but it gets them talking, you know, so right. whether they like it or they're going all the way to like recreating it, it, um, it, it gets a buzz. It gets a buzz going. That's awesome. And in terms of using it for French are they writing back or are they trying to speak back? Um, how are you getting, how are you getting that engagement with the actual foreign language? Yeah. So a lot of times, um, like I will be posting things that, you know, and I'll just put like a little word or two, you know, underneath my captions. And then I, every now and then I'll hear one, you know, being used in class, you know, with a response or something. I've had a couple of times where I'll post a picture and the kids will ask me like in the comments, like, oh, where are you going this weekend or whatever? If I'm taking a picture of like getting on a plane, you know, they'll be like, you know, Uva tu, you know, for the weekend. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's it's starting slowly but surely. Um, you know, I I will never forget though, there was one group who like really took it next level. And, you know, in class, there's always one, <laughs> right? And we are doing, um, there's a little soap opera I found that, you know, goes kind of with our topics that I play for the eighth graders, right? So we'd go one every week. And so they, one group created a fan page for it. Now, like, this is a soap opera that like comes with a textbook. Like, it's not like it's, you know, the next Young and the Restless, right? It's just... <laughs> It just goes to the textbook and they made a um, Instagram fan page that, that followed me. And then I followed the fan page back, you know, and they would post stuff, you know, in French or they'd get screenshots of the soap opera and, and caption it in French. And they were posting so much, I guess, that one of the actresses who was in it liked one of their photos <laughs> and came That's and just amazing. Me, like, and these ninth grade, they were ninth graders at the time because they had just finished their eighth grade year. And they were like, oh my gosh, we're famous, you know? Oh, because like- then this, uh, this actress is probably yeah. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, she probably, I mean, it was for a textbook. So she probably got like 50 bucks and like dinner every night. And she's like, somebody watched this. Somebody watched it. And somebody watched it and was excited about it. So that was probably something she wasn't expecting either. <laughs> right. Yeah. So how do you manage, you know, privacy, appropriateness, you know, things like that with the social media presence with students? Is that a concern? Is it, is it always been pretty good? Do you have to give any you know, beginning of the year guidelines, you know, how, how do you do that? Cause I know for some people, they really shy away from social media with students because that's what they're worried about. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and I totally get it. I mean, you always want to think, you know, how am I putting myself out there, you know, first? And so that's why I always say you go back to your intention of it, you know. So what is your intention? Is it to, you know, interact or is it just to, you know, give them a platform in which which they can see the the, um, you know, whatever you're teaching science, history, you know, math. And so for me, you know, it's always a concern, but it's not difficult to manage. Because you just want to always make sure that whatever you're posting is like, you know, super appropriate and, you know, but also interesting, you know, so the more you're doing, um, the better. But I mean, you got to have some rules like I never accept or send like direct messages, you know, so if it's not going to be in the public domain, like it's just something I'm not going to do, you know, that's smart. And I've had kids and it says, you know, like, oh, you have a requested private message. I just like instantly do that. I don't even look at it, you know, because, and then if a kid says something, they're like, oh, you know, Mr. I, I DM'd you. I just say, listen, if, if you can't put it in a comment on a photo, like I, you know, just, I guess, tell me in class because, <laughs> you know, and they get it. The kids, the kids understand. Um, but, and again, if you put, if everything is super out there and you're super transparent with it, um, you know, which is, why I didn't get into Snapchat. It's not as transparent. You're not, you're not putting out for everybody. Um, you, you know, so many people are going to look at it and, and just see what you're doing. You know, they're going to understand. Right. You know? Yeah. So, it's pretty cut and dry when everybody can see what's going on. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. even think about, you know, cause I know a lot of, especially like older teachers are, are very hesitant of doing that. Right. They're like, well, we don't want to be seeming like, you know, we're trying to to be too much in the kids' lives. But, you know, I kind of think about it as how many years did we have phone books where all our, our teachers were listed, right? Like they have access, they had access to that information to call us directly at home for how many years and they didn't abuse it, you know, at least many times. I've never, I, you know, it's funny. I've never thought about it that way. Um, and I'm surprised I haven't because I definitely looked up like teachers addresses in the phone books to be like, where do they live? Like, do I know where they live? And then, you know, you drive by on the way to the grocery store and be like, oh, that's so-and-so's house because I looked it up in the phone book, you know, yeah. but you're right. You know, we, we have been, you know, as adults, pretty accessible and at least in the past, I don't know the last time I saw a phone book, but <laughs> like social media is really the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. I mean, it, it's, I mean, what is more, what is more personal than your phone number and address? Right. So right. putting a place in which all the same people can just see a picture or, you know, like, you know, for, for people who are out and about to do a short, you know, video or commercial advertising what they teach and what they love. I mean, to me, that's a lot less personal than a kid knowing where you live. <laughs> yes. And I think well, how awesome is it for students to see a teacher that obviously is so passionate about what they're teaching that they're going to take the time to get it into their students' lives and be excited about it instead of just, you know, like, this is my job and I came here today and I'm going to teach you and then I'm going to go home and I'll see you tomorrow, you know? Oh, yeah. It, it I mean, opens the door. I've always thought, you know, kids will always go like 70% as hard as you do, right? So like, you know, however hard, you know, like, 
Like if you're at, you know, a school dance, you know, and you're two stepping it with your other teachers, like if you're dancing, like they're going to dance, right? Or if, you know, however into it you're, you're into it, they're always going to come back with the same enthusiasm, just 30% less because they aren't going to outdo you. <laughs> no, and it may start with an eye roll, but they are going to do it. <laughs> they are. I mean, I remember, you know, when I started it, you know, I had, I had a couple of students who, I mean, there was some pushback, you know, with, with me, just like, you know, I was, I had come in and their, you know, former French teacher had had them for five years, you know, so it's, it is hard. And I felt for them. Like I would feel horrible if my French teacher who I had for a built a relationship with left my last year, you know, so it was tough. You know, they were, they were, there were some tough customers, but, uh, <laughs> but so I started this Instagram and, and they followed me, I think more for the eye rolls, you know, and, you know, in class, we listen to a lot of French music. You know, I try to start every class with a song, you know, we pick a, a singer of the week and we listen to it, do some activities. Anyways, so my Instagram, though, I follow, like, that's who I follow. My my Instagram, I do follow, like, French singers, French actors, you know, I've a, a French chef, you know, and other people I've met along my, my travels that, you know, are travelers or, or speak other languages. And that year I had one of my, my toughest kids come in and they go, Mr. All, do you know Metrogeme is famous? And like Metrogeme is one of the singers we had done. And I was like, well, yeah, like we just like watched a music video with them like two weeks ago. And she was like, yeah, but like they're famous. I saw <laughs> you follow them on Instagram and they have like several million followers, you know? And so she, well, I started following him and like, he's famous. <laughs> like they, were, they had no idea like that there was this whole world of celebrities that we never get to know but that kid right, that don't speak English yeah yeah they were shocked. There's more than just the United States yeah they're like it doesn't end at Justin Bieber like he's from Canada but like you know oh. and so but it brought a, a kiddo who wasn't too thrilled to have me you know swoop in there last year and at least made an extra connection that they probably wouldn't have before, you know? That's fantastic. And, you know, I think um, another piece that, you know, that I've done in terms of social media is I kind of have picked a social media platform for the different parts of my life. So like Facebook, as the, my students have told me, is just for old people and for millennials. Uh, so, and, and that's true. All of my family is on there. And so like, that's my personal page. I'm not connected with any parents on there. I'm not, you know, connected with any students on there. It's just family. And I shared pictures of my daughter there because the pandemic has made it so that nobody can meet her. <laughs> uh, so that's like my sharing page. But then like my Instagram, I'm, am friends with the kids. You know, they follow me, I follow them, but everything is public. And then Twitter is like my professional social media platform. It's, it's where I make connections with other educators. So, yeah. you know, I've kind of found this niche of, you know, what platform and I am, am I on? And it goes back to what you were saying about intention. What is the intention? And then that's where I go to, to achieve whatever I'm trying to achieve and whatever audience I'm trying to reach. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, with intention, I mean, it is the same. I mean, my acting teachers used to say it, my, you know, college, people can always smell, you know, smell your intention, whether they know it or not, it's a gut thing. 
So if you're worried, you know, if, if somebody's out there worried, like, oh, I want to do this, but I'm afraid somebody's going to look at me strangely or, or question it, as long as your intentions are good, I mean, people get a gut instinct about that kind of stuff, you know? And so it's, I it's, love it. I, I think you hit the nail on, your, on the head with that. Absolutely. Uh, so before I let you go for today, every educator I meet uh, with can share uh can they can share difficult times in this profession, but they can also share those moments that will stick with them forever. So whether it's a funny moment or a sentimental one, whether it's a situation with other adults or with other students, could you share one story from your career um, that you will continue to carry with you? Oh, why are you going to hit me with such a hard question right at the <laughs> end? Um, hmm. I find that this is tough either because um, I'm only asking for one <laughs> uh, or it's like, okay, do I pick a funny one or a sentimental one? Yeah. I mean, 100%, you're just like, oh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of in-betweens here. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, I would say, okay. So my students, when they hit junior year, right? It's a college course, you know? And, and so we do a thing called talk abroad, right? And it's 30 minutes, very much just like what we're doing right now, where they do basically a, a Zoom call with somebody in a Francophone, you know, French speaking country. And, you know, this year, I, the year that um, my juniors right now who are starting this, um, were my first group of seventh graders when I, when I came. And I remember um, coming in that first day, I had 25 on my roster. Um, there were 25 desks and 26 students showed up. And so I, I pulling at my, my teacher desk, you know, I was going around. I mean, I was walking around like the building was on fire. Like I was just, you know, complete entertainer, you know, whirlwind kind of experience. And to see my students who were there, right, who came in with absolutely nothing, right, um, had no way to communicate, had no way to to see that outside world. I mean, I remember one one kiddo, he looked at me and he said, Mr., because I start, you know, every class, I say bonjour, you know, hello at the door, I say bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. And he said, you know, do you know how to say hello in English? And I was like, like, hello, like, what do you mean? he's like, well, I didn't know if he knew the word. Like, he was being sincere. He's like, I don't know if you know the word for hello. Like, he thought, I didn't know. You know, that was just what level they were at. They didn't realize I was American, you know. And so to see that grow into these kids who just this week finished their second talk abroad, their second half an hour conversation with someone in France, with someone in Quebec, with someone in Tunisia, with somebody in Togo, you know, all these different people. And they come in and they're like, oh my gosh, Mr. I got to tell you, like, this is what this person said to me. And like, and in Togo, you know, they're really concerned about, you know, this and having these really authentic moments in a language that they've never even, you know, they didn't have one single word before. I mean, something I will carry with me my whole life. Like I was able to experience that with them, you know, and I don't say I taught them, like, I feel, I mean, I, I mean, I was their teacher, but these kids are just so amazing. It's just, I'm on the journey with them. You know, they're willing to work just as hard. And, and so that's something that I really, that's a soft spot in my heart. You know, these kiddos going through the program and having this experience 
in their own living room. So did that That's the- perfect. <laughs> yes. Yes, it did. 110%. That was perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that story. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. I really oh, enjoyed our conversation. Yes. And, and I really enjoyed hearing about how you've used social media to connect with your students. And I will continue enjoying watching your stories and pushing that translate <laughs> button because I have not a clue what you're writing. And for all of you who joined us today, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, TikTok, whatever platform you are using to get your students' attention and to get them involved, I want to hear what it is that you're doing. So head over to Twitter at ChalkEDU or Instagram at Behind the Chalk and share with me. Finally, to end every episode, I like to give a little book highlight from something that I have been reading. Right now, I am making my way through the distance learning playbook. Module 9 focused on planning instructional units for distance learning. One of the elements I love most about this book is that the strategies are applicable in and out of a pandemic. Right at the beginning of the module, we are reminded that teachers should not hold an instructional strategy in higher esteem than their students' learning. Whether we are planning for distance learning or we have a student in person, often we attend professional development and are shown the new strategy. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes these strategies are absolute gold. I take them back to my district. I find myself in front of students. I pull it out and bam, it's pure bliss. But sometimes, guess what? It doesn't quite sparkle like described. My students aren't engaging with this new strategy. They're not understanding what we're trying to do. And I end up spending more time trying to make the instructional strategy work than actually engaging my students and seeing growth in whatever it is we're doing. Module nine reminds us to focus on the four aspects of the instructional framework demonstrations, collaboration, coaching and facilitation, and practice. So whether it's a shiny new strategy or an oldie but a goodie, if the students respond well to it, that should be the focus. And the same goes with coaching. For me, and I know it's ironic being a coach, but the coaching and facilitation has been difficult for me this year. With everything going on, trying to help a whole district of teachers put out fires, I have found myself being reactive and just going in and trying to fix things myself versus coaching someone through the steps. So I would like to hear from you. What strategy have your students shown you through their learning works well? Which aspect of the instructional framework does the strategy support? Demonstrations, collaborations, coaching and facilitation, or practice? Is there an aspect of the instructional framework you excel in? Or, like me, is there an aspect of the instructional framework that you want to focus on improving? Let's help each other through this journey by sharing out and supporting one another. Reach out on Twitter, at ChalkEDU. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Behind the Chalk. Want to hear more? Subscribe and review the podcast wherever you like to listen and follow the podcast on Twitter at ChalkEDU.